This is Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. This program is designed to help you build your faith in God's Word, receive His healing delivering power, and experience God's best in every area of your life. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Regardless of what you may be facing, His Word and power are available to you today. You know, the greatest um, time for the believer is the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is because of, of the finished work of Calvary why you and I are here. If Jesus didn't die, we wouldn't have life. Amen. We would be in bondage. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. So I want to share that message with you today. Praise the Lord. And Turn in your Bibles with me. I want to look at three scriptures just to start. And if we start with Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Another translation may read, a future and a hope and an expected end. Turn also with me to John chapter 19 and verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And then the third scripture, please. Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. Even the mysteries which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifested to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentile, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that the entrance of your word gives life. So, Father, with receptive hearts and yielded spirits, we say, speak, Holy Spirit, your servants here. And we receive and obey your word in Jesus' name. Amen. If I can give this a title, I'd give this The Plan. The Plan. You know, several years ago, I, I, I had a plan. And this plan took a lot of time, a lot of planning, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. And it was back in 2012. And in this planning, I planned a, a surprise birthday party for my husband as he was turning that milestone years. And those of you that were here, you know that years. And it was, 
it was very uh, detailed, and I had to hide a lot of things in order to execute this plan. It required a lot of giving of my time and resource in order to, why? In order to express my love to him. And many came, many of you came along and assisted in this plan. And when this plan was unfolded as a surprise, you know, he was overwhelmed and he was shocked because of the expression of love that was demonstrated. Well, take that scenario and magnify it a million, billion times more. And look at the plan of God. In God orchestrating and, and setting together a plan to demonstrate his love to you and I. This was no ordinary plan. This plan had to be hidden because had it been unfolded before its time, then there would have been obstruction and hindrances to the fulfillment of this plan. So I want you to go with me back in time to ages, back into the portals of heaven. And I want you to peek back in a, in a heavenly room as the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost commune together and says, we are going to make this plan for mankind. And we're going to protect this plan and weave this plan throughout history for this plan to be made unfold. And that's what Colossians 1 and 26 says. Even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifested to the saints. Another part of the scripture tells us that had Satan and his emissaries know the full plan, they would have hindered it. He would not have been crucified. So God hid the plan. And he buried it. And he covered it. And he nurtured it. This was no ordinary plan. This plan was birthed out of God's love. So he writes all through history, I love you. I have a plan. And he comes in Jeremiah and he says, I know the plan, I think, towards you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you what? A future, a hope, and an expected end. The first part of the plan is, it was birthed in love. It was birthed in God's love. Let's look at the scripture, John 3, 16, and I think you all know the scripture, should know the scripture, have heard of the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to do what? To fulfill the plan. 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved or receive the plan. So out of his love, his everlasting, never-ending, unfailing love, he gave his son as a part of that plan. Amen. Let's go over to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended, God gave, God extended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We weren't thinking about him. As mankind, we were doing our own thing. But God extended his love to us. And he gave his love so that we can be in that plan. And if we look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, it says... We love him because he first loved us. So we, re we received his love, the plan. And because of that, we now love him. We've received his demonstrated love. Amen. Praise God. I want to look at a few more scriptures on the love of God. This is no ordinary love. The love of God, it's no ordinary love. You know, natural love, human love will fail. The Bible says in Isaiah, can a woman stop loving her child? Yes. But God's love never fail. See, the natural human love will fail. Natural human love is, I love you if I like what you do. If I don't like you, if I don't like what you do, and I'm not going to love you, that's carnal. That's the flesh. Or if you don't fit my mold of you, you ever get around and, you know, you get around certain people and you can tell that they don't like you? Whether it's because of your color or your education or what you have, that you get around them and you can just feel them. You can see it coming out of them. Somebody you look in their eyes. You can just, you can just see that, oh, I don't like you. And I'll tell you, go be safe. <laughs> Pull on the love of God. Get that out of you. If you're a believer, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You need to walk in that love. Amen. Stop yielding to your flesh. Ah, let me get back to the word. Praise God. Can I be real? Praise God. Listen, I am me. Praise God. Amen. You get on the job and somebody get on your nerve. Your flesh is rising up. You better tell that flesh, you better sit down. You better sit down, flesh. The love of God is in me now. That's if you're a believer. Amen. And Sister Artis, you will believe her, aren't you? <laughs> Amen. The Bible says that the love of God has been what? Shed abroad in our hearts. By who? The Holy Ghost. Ah. So God is love. So God is love. Love exudes out of me. I respond by love because God is in me. Oh, praise God. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Ooh, glory. 
But I want to tell some of you today, you need to walk in the love of God. Let me go off. Let me just flow in the Holy Ghost. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to flow in the Holy Ghost. My husband said to me today, Colleen, yield to the Holy Spirit. Flow in the Holy Spirit. Allow God's love to come out of you. When people get around you, they ought to feel God's love flowing out of you. Amen. Jeremiah 9 and 23 and 24. Praise God. In 23, it says, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But what should he glory in? But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise what? Loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So the Lord says, don't glory in the things that you have. Don't glory in riches. But this is where our glory must come from. Oh God, that God's love has been made manifested. God's righteousness, God's grace has been made manifested to us in the earth. That's what we rejoice in. So God has extended his love, his grace, and his mercy through us in that plan. Amen. And if we were to look over at Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22, and I like this. It says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. The, another word for that compassion is his love fails not. So because God's love fail not, because God's love has been extended to me, because God's love is now on the inside of me, I walk in that. And go on to 23, please. It goes on to tell you, they are what? New every morning. Great is your faithfulness or thy faithfulness. Amen. So the plan was birthed and unfolded in love. God's love, which was extended to us, which was demonstrated to us when he gave his son. Jesus Christ. Praise God. You know, God made the ultimate sacrifice in demonstrating his love. He gave his son. You know, part of that love is, in his love, it reaches to the end. There is nothing that you and I can do that will ever stop or frustrate the love of God. You think of that. From the vilest of sinners... God's love will touch. You think of the Apostle Paul. Here was this man, and he was, thought he was sincere, thought he was, uh, thought he was doing right, but he was sincerely wrong. And he was going around and persecuting and, and, and killing the saints. All but one day, he met the love of God on the Damascus Road. And that love so transformed and so changed his life. You're talking about a murderer. But God's love radically changed his life. When we look at John 19, 30, we see the cry 
And this is the last of the seven words, final words that Jesus uttered as he hung on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. What is finished? The fulfillment of the plan. Remember, the plan was birthed in love. And it was fulfilled with the cry of Jesus. When we look at those words, it is finished. William Barclay in his commentary says, this is not a cry of defeat, or this is not a moan of defeat, but this is a cry of triumph, not of moan, moaning or defeat. It wasn't, Jesus wasn't saying, oh, it is finished. Oh my God, it's finished. I'm, I'm, I'm going now. No, it is finished. With the last ounce of strength and breath, it is finished. It is accomplished. What is accomplished? What was finished? The question must be asked, what was finished? What about the plan that was finished? Four things. Number one, the Savior's pain. Let's go over to Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 6. And this is what he says. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Look at verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So because of our sins, because of transgression, because we were separated from God, and you can see that in the beginning of Genesis, when man sinned and man violated and turned away from God in obeying the devil and sinning against God, it caused a separation, an eternal separation, and even a physical death to come upon mankind. So God put this plan in, birthed in love, and here it was, Jesus fulfilled this plan. So he cried and he said, it is finished. I'm paying the price. I'm paying the penalty for the separation to fulfill so that mankind can come back to God. Amen. And if we look also in Mark chapter 14, and this was a great price, and says unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry here and watch. And he went forth a little while and fell on the ground and prayed that if it was possible, the hour might pass from him. What hour is that? The hour to fulfill the plan. The hour to sacrifice, to be the sacrifice as Isaiah 53. 
said, Lord, if this can pass from me, in verse 36, he says, Abba, Father, precious Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thy will be done. This is the only way for the plan to be fulfilled. So I'm going to fulfill the plan. Amen. And he gave his life. And the Bible tells us, he cried out, it is finished. I paid the price. I paid the penalty. I bear the cost so that mankind can be free. Amen. The second part of that is when he declared it is finished, Satan's power is broken off of man. And if we look over at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, he says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, ye also likewise took part in the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. So the power of the devil was broken off of our lives. What was that power? It tells us that when man sinned, when we sinned against God, the wages of sin is death. Not just physical death, but eternal death. Oh, but thank God. Oh, thank God. Jesus died and broke that power of death off of us. So we are no longer separated, but we can now come and have fellowship and live with God. Amen. Praise God. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. This is what he says. And you have he quickened, who was what? Dead. We, we were in such bondage and so enslaved to sin. But he says, and you has he quickened. Oh, he's made alive. We were dead in trespasses and in sin. Oh, but Jesus Christ came and he declared on the cross, paid the price, and he declared and says, it is finished. And he goes on to say this. Wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also you had our conversations in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in his mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Amen. Praise God. So the bondage of sin is broken off of our lives. We don't live that way anymore. Oh, thank God. Praise God. The third thing is the penalty of sin has been broken. Romans chapter 3, verses 23, 24. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith for Christ and upon all, that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then Romans 6.23 tells us, so we were all sinners, but when Christ died, he said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So when Christ said it is finished, 
He paid the penalty for my sins. I want to wrap up with this. God had a plan. It was birthed in love, and it was fulfilled in the cry, it is finished. So then when we think of Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, he says, I know the plans. I think towards you that have been made manifested. Now in who? In Christ. Plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope and an expected end. You see, when I understand that, when I understand the plan in me now because of Jesus, when I understand that Jesus Christ has now ransomed me and I'm now in Christ, in God, I realize I have a purpose. I have a destiny. And what is that purpose? I must now reflect and demonstrate God in me. What did Jesus say? Everything I see my father do, I do. We're now where? In Christ. So what do we do now? We reflect Christ. When I wake up in the morning, Lord, how can I reflect you? To my wife, my husband, in your cases, little married wives, husbands, for me, my husband, to my children, to my friends, to my family, to your wife, to your husband, to your friends, to your family, to your siblings. How can I reflect Christ? Because why? Christ is in me, and I am hid in God. So everything now, this is my purpose now. What did he say? I know the plans, I think, towards you. Plans of good and out of evil to give you a future and a hope. And what is that expected in? I'm now in Christ. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to Healing for the Nations. If this program has been a real blessing and benefit to you, I need your help to keep this program on the air in your area and in your city. You know, we have financial partners who partner with us every month to keep this program on the air and would like you to partner with this program. You can do so by giving uh, a check to Foundation for Life, so write it to that uh, name specifically, and send it to 736 1995 Western Road in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, M9N. 3W9. We also receive e-transfers at info at foundationforlife.ca and also credit cards via foundationforlife.ca. We really appreciate your support and thank you for helping us to preach the gospel throughout your city and throughout this nation. Thank you for joining us today on Healing for the Nations with Pastor Carl Lewis. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we encourage you to partner with us financially to continue the teaching of God's Word. To give, please write to Foundation for Life Christian Ministries or securely online at foundationforlife.ca. 
Healing for the Nations is a ministry of Foundation for Life Christian Ministries. Visit foundationforlife.ca and avail yourself of our valuable life-building resources for free. Join us next time on Healing for the Nations.